Hello and welcome. You're listening to Start Again with Shauna Lee, sponsored by Soulway Massage. This is the place where you'll be reminded that it's never too late and you're never too old to do the damn thing. So stick around if you're ready to vibe higher and be inspired to chase your dreams. Together, we will uncover your soul's truest desires. Now, if you're ready, let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Simply Shauna episode. Today, I'm going to pull together a few different stories. Uh, I've started to notice a theme in this last week. Uh, So as you know, we're about halfway through Love Month, as I've deemed October. And it's quite kismet that I am recording today um, for my episode that is due today. Uh, I don't always procrastinate, but when I do, listen, I wait till the very last minute. Um, But today is my daughter's second wedding anniversary. So for all of you out there, please wish my Nicole a very happy anniversary uh, with her husband, Phil. I am so excited for these two and um, their life together, but they are currently traveling the world together, celebrating 10 years together and their second wedding anniversary. I'm super excited for them. Anyhow, I thought it was quite amazing that today's episode of Love Month happened to fall on their anniversary. And then I was doing a little review of last week's episode with Marianne. And a lot of what she said really, of course, rings true. But um, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. She is the founder of the Systems Queens, and she helps businesses essentially put systems in place and processes uh, or processes uh, that are needed to, to streamline the, the work and make those businesses more efficient, but also helps those businesses to scale and ultimately grow. So she's doing some really exciting things. And in our conversation, we talked about all sorts of things, but one of the the themes that I was kind of that was coming to me from that conversation was this idea of knowing your worth and owning your value and knowing what you bring to the table. And part of that conversation, she she reminded us of things we all know, but it was in the context of the lessons that she's learned in her life, and that was how to ultimately be authentic and that as you find new ways to own your truth and you get comfortable with who you really are, that is the most authentic version of who you are. And it kind of carried forth the the theme that I wanted to talk about today, which was that of knowing your worth. So I wanted to just kind of pull in that last conversation and um, remind you to go over and listen to that episode if you haven't already. But then I had two conversations recently that I wanted to share with you. And um, it was, again, of course, bringing forth this theme. And so this first conversation I had, this is actually a new client that I'm working with. And um, you may or may not know that I also work with men. And he was sharing a story that he's given me permission to share with you. And you know, he signed on to work with me ultimately because he's recently divorced and he's trying to put together his plan for his life, right? This is the the start again plan that I work with my clients on. And so in those conversations, we are talking about, you know, obviously things that come up in the day-to-day 
uh, world. And one of these conversations that he shared with me recently was around a negotiation of salaries that is happening at work. And it was very interesting because quite honestly, it's a shitty circumstance that he found himself in where there was uh, a retroactive change to his pay that he found out he now owes money back to the company. And they have essentially notified him after the fact, not ahead of time, and essentially has been notified that he will be receiving less money on each paycheck moving forward than he was expecting because he's now paying back this money owed. I've actually had this circumstance happen one other time in my life. Let me tell you, if you are a budget conscious person, this can really throw a wrench in things when the money you were expecting is no longer the same amount, right? When it goes down, things get tight. And anyways, this was the circumstance that we were talking through. And uh, it, it really came down to how do you have that negotiation with the company on and do you have the ability to negotiate that? And is that something that is able to be changed? And so there were a couple themes that came out of that conversation. And again, it pointed back to this know your worth because anytime you're going to have a salary negotiation, now this goes for any situation that you are justifying the amount of money you are owed or someone should pay you. And this can fall into many, many different categories, but uh, the, the most common one is, is not the scenario that he was in, but usually the salary negotiation of a new job. And my, my advice actually is the same for both scenarios. So one, you have to know your value. You have to know what value you add to the company and you need to be sure of uh, your worth, right? And so it's not that we're going to go to the conversation and say, I really need this money because I have XYZ bills and these are my obligations to pay certain things. And it's not about creating um, a sob story or listen, this is not victim mentality that we're talking about. This is knowing the value you add to the company and why you're justified in asking for the money you're requesting. Now, this is the advice I gave him and what I would give anybody who's negotiating a new salary. And that is know your worth, know your value and focus on that. So the other thing that came out though, is you don't get what you don't ask for. And time and time again, I've seen individuals want more and not ask for it and then be upset that they didn't get it. And so I'm, I'm constantly reminding myself and others that you don't get what you don't ask for. So what's the worst that can happen? They say no. And so this was kind of the conversation he and I had was, I don't know if this is negotiable or if it has the potential to change, but you will not know if you do not ask for it. And so when you go back to the company and you are saying, I would like X, Y, Z in terms of compensation, this is what I bring. This is the value I add to the team. These are the success metrics I have. You know, you want to come with facts and data and back up your justification for the value you have to the company. You know, I'm often reminded in this corporate space that companies don't value individuals the way we would like them to, right? We want to be valued as a human being contributing to the overall good of the company. But at the end of the day, 
if you were to die tomorrow, that company will replace you. And they, they're not really identifying you versus another person the way that we would like. And so oftentimes we have to remind the people in charge of making these decisions of the value we add. So for example, this particular client of mine, he was realizing that there's going to be a lot of training and investment in order to replace him. And he knows firsthand from his own experience in training for that role, how long that ramp period is. And so he knows that he's adding value to the company just in the experience that he has to be able to do the job as well as he does today. And they don't have to pay to retrain somebody. He knows that their hiring process is quite lengthy. And so these are all pertinent points to you know, bring up in the conversation. But also it came back to what value are you adding to the company? How are you performing better than other employees? Um, what is your contribution to the company to justify that you are worth this particular salary? And then the last item that came out of that is you always have a choice. And I know I talk about this a lot on the show, but if you don't like a situation, you have the choice and you have the ability to change it. And so sometimes that is leaving the position. Sometimes that is choosing a different role within the company. Uh, Sometimes that is changing your outlook on the situation at hand. You always have a choice and you always have the ability to change what you don't like. So if you don't like it, choose differently. And so those were really kind of the, the ahas that came out of that conversation, which was around know what your worth is ask for what you want. And if you don't like it, change it. And so that was the one conversation that I wanted to share with you guys. There was another one that came up this week, which I found very, very interesting. um, And it was quite different, I tell you. Uh, However, this is a conversation that I find myself in frequently. And it is not territory that I have very publicly talked about. Because, listen, You've all heard me talk about this divorce book I wrote and how much shame and guilt I had to overcome in order to be even remotely willing to say, hey, I've been divorced three times. I might know a thing or two about this process. Let me teach you what I know about starting your life again after divorce. Uh, However, there is a phase that I have not talked about prior to getting divorced that I know firsthand, um, I, I refer to it as limbo and I know what it feels like because I have sat in this phase of limbo myself several times. And of course it doesn't have to do with just divorce, but this has to, this is what I've seen. Anytime we have a major decision to make, you have choice A, you have choice B. And there is this point of limbo where you are undecided and you are weighing the pros and cons and you are going back and forth and there is a flip-flop and this, this phase of uncertainty in which direction you will go is what I call limbo. And this phase of limbo, let me tell you, is quite painful. And what I have learned uh, when it comes to this decision to get a divorce or not, this phase of limbo actually on average 
is it takes two years on average for people to make the decision on whether or not to get a divorce, which when I first heard this statistic, it was kind of surprising to me. But then I thought, you know, I sat with it a little bit and I thought, no, that's absolutely accurate because most people ponder this decision for a long time. Listen, we, we ponder the decision to get married for a long time. Why wouldn't we ponder the decision to get a divorce? But the thing about this limbo phase before you decide whether or not a divorce is in your future is this level of uncertainty and uncomfortableness that comes from not knowing which is the quote-unquote right decision. The best way to attract love is to love yourself. For many of us, we are only just beginning to learn what it truly means to care for ourselves, and that can begin with your body. A happy body leads to a happy mind and a happy spirit. This is what self-care is built upon. Now, if you are local, you must visit Soulway Massage in Round Rock, Texas. Jen will help you to shift, release, and transform your emotional and physical blocks. Jen's ability to read a body and respond is nothing short of magical. She uses a custom approach for every client that includes various healing massage modalities like Thai yoga massage and lymphatic drainage therapy. Book your first body session at Soulway Massage with code LOVE. The links are in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. And of course, we've talked all about the shame and guilt that comes from a divorce and societal pressures and why people are so reluctant to get a divorce. And that's a lot of where that indecision comes from is the pressures that society puts on us to say that divorce is wrong. And the pressures society puts on us to stay married is intense. And it only adds to the uncertainty when you are trying to decide whether or not to get a divorce. And all of this lead up to tell you that I once again found myself having a conversation with someone who was in this phase of life. And she was sharing with me kind of her reasons for staying. And listen, I'm I'm going to once again state this very firm belief I have that if there is any remote possibility of your marriage working, I encourage you to stay. That is because I firmly, firmly believe that relationships can be mended. And I know firsthand what the healing potential is of relationships. And I know how much healing can be done within the walls of a relationship. So it's a beautiful space to heal within a relationship. So if you have the capacity even the minutest of chances to do that. I always encourage people to do that because, oh my gosh, the the beauty on the other side of a healed relationship and it takes a certain amount of intimacy and vulnerability to get two people to that space that you can only do together. There's, There's so much healing that can be done on your own after a relationship ends, but there's some healing that can only be done together within a relationship. And so when you have the potential for that, I'm always a a huge fan, biggest proponent, stay, work on your shit, 
make it work if you can. However, I also know that a lot of people stay when that is not really the possibility. And we are guilted into staying because we think longevity is the success metric for a marriage. And I know firsthand from being a child within a relationship like that, and also being one of the spouses in that relationship, I know the damage that can be done to children to stay in marriages that are meant to end. And so this is why I'm such a a fan of make a damn decision and move forward. Because why would you waste three years of your life getting to the position or to get to the place where you know your decision is made and you've basically suffered for three years when you know where you're going, you know where you want to be, then just get there. And so And that's really, oh my gosh, oversimplifying what it takes to make this decision. I tell you this, do I stay or do I go concept is so complex and so layered. I I've actually got another freebie for you guys. I have created this uh, downloadable PDF and it kind of walks you through how the hell do I make this decision for yourself? Because I know when I was in that place, all I wanted was for someone to come in and say, Ashana, this is what you need to do. And at the same time, I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do. (laughs) So it's very complicated. However, what this downloadable PDF will do for you is give you some really specific journal prompts to kind of get you there on your own. And it gives you the direction to take your thoughts and to focus on the right aspects of your relationship to know whether or not you have the capacity to mend or if it is time to end. That is what my freebie will do for you. It's do I stay or do I go? It will help you make the decision so that you are not sitting in limbo for another two years. And this conversation that I had with, um, you know, the second conversation I had this week around this situation she was saying a lot of the same things that we all do. You know, we, we have this idea of what it is to be a single mom and how hard it would be and how the, the bulk of child rearing will fall on us, which can I just tell you is not completely accurate. Um, yes. When you are on your kid filled days, you are the only one with those children. However, um, you know, I teach this whole co-parenting course because I want people to, to, find ways to create a working relationship with this person you're no longer married to so that you're easing the burden of raising children. So it doesn't feel like you are raising them all by yourself because there are all sorts of tips and tricks and ways to ease the responsibility. And I'll tell you, once you have eliminated the decision on whether to stay or go, things get a lot easier. The weight is lifted and you have a clear direction and a clear where am I going next kind of momentum. And that's when things feel a bit easier and lighter. And so you've got this idea, right? So this, this lady that I was chatting with and she was talking about this idea of a single mom and how hard that was going to be. And she was going to be doing it all by herself versus this, this idea of our comfort zone, the familiar, you know, they say it's the the devil that, you know, not that you're current husband is a devil, but your comfort zone is what you're comfortable with and what it's 
it's what is familiar and it's what you know, but a comfort zone doesn't always equal happy. It doesn't always equal the most fulfilled version of you. And so that's where you really have to weigh the pros and cons of staying versus going. And what I will tell you is what I told her. Ultimately, what I said earlier, if you have the capacity to mend your relationship and get it to where you want it to be, then that should be your focus. Because creating an environment that is happy and safe and comfortable for our children to grow up in is our goal, right? We want to be able to give to our children what we did not have. And a lot of cases, that's just two supportive, loving parents in the same home. And if you have the capacity to even remotely get close to that, then that would always be my, my direction and my focus for you. But there's no reason to suffer and to have your kids suffer because you're unhappy. Um, so it, it's kind of one of those shed or get off the pot, either get your relationship to where it needs to be so that you are providing that for your children or change the situation so that you are providing that for your children. Because at the end of the day, you want a happy home for your kids to live in, not one filled with turmoil and chaos and um, uncertainty. Because I, I guarantee you, if you are in a state of limbo, so are your kids and they can feel it and they can sense it. And that's not fair to them. So as much as I will say, it's not fair to you to live in uncertainty. It is not fair to your children to drag them through your indecision. You are strong and you are capable of making a decision and committing to it. And you are worthy of being loved and appreciated for who you are. And you are worthy of making this choice. So when we have been spending all month talking about love and self-love and self-care, today's episode really is just a, a gentle, mostly gentle reminder that you matter and you are worthy of living a life that you are fucking thrilled about. And if you are not there currently, then change it, my friend. And the choice is always yours. And if you need help on this particular decision, should I stay or should I go, go download my freebie. It's on my website, shaunalee.com under free stuff, and it will help you get pointed in the right direction. And thank you. Thank you for listening until next time. Have a good week. Did you like this episode? Or did you love it? Inquiring minds want to know. The best way to support this show is to subscribe and leave a review. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Thank you.